Dom Alquin reads recent clandestine ordination, a throwback to Cardinal Carol Wojtyla and Cardinal Joseph Slipich. In 1976, senior prelates consecrated and ordained in secret. The same is now happening in 2022. It should not continue to surprise the serious observer of Catholic affairs that some of the most significant ecclesial acts of our day are deemed wholly unworthy of mention by practically any mainstream periodical. The same was true in the days of Paul VI when a compliant, if not besieged, church operating behind the long, dark shadow of an iron curtain betook clandestine consecrations of bishops and secret, illicit ordinations of priests as bellows to the smoldering but defiantly unsuffocated faithful. The year was 1976, not 1988, when an aging, steel-stomach prelate felt upon his wary shoulders the mighty responsibility of preserving an ancient but but endangered right. Rome's official policy at the time was inaction, Allow the last of the faithful to dissipate, but do not upset the order of things. His name was Joseph Cardinal Slipich, not Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre, and the destruction of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, UGCC, was at hand. Nearly two decades in the Soviet gulags had impressed upon his eminence the imminent danger to the UGCC, and he defied pacifist Rome to consecrate three bishops to continue the sacramental work of the church in Soviet Ukraine. The evidence strongly suggests that Pope Pius VI, aware of the illicit consecrations, looked on without imposing canonical sanction despite the open act of defiance. What is even more remarkable about the illicit clandestine consecrations throughout Eastern Europe was the identity of Cardinal Slipich's partner in crime, the Cardinal Archbishop of Krakow, his eminence Karol Wojtola, the future John Paul II, regularly and secretly ordained Poles, Czech, Lithuanians, Belarusians, Ukrainians, all for the good of the Church, for the salvation of souls, and because the situation had become desperate. Rome's Ostpolitik, its official Cold War strategy of Soviet appeasement, was openly defied by a future pope. The only detail more astonishing about the 1970s clandestine illicit consecrations and ordinations by high-ranking prelates in the largely unknown fact that any of it ever happened. Given the voluminous and widely gushing praise written about the life and times of John Paul II, these ordinations remain remarkably unknown even by his most strident devotees. Hardly a single article in English exists on the topic. This backdrop should, therefore, inoculate us from the surprise in discovering that in our day, in May of 2022, in fact, a similar set of circumstances has led to a similar outcome. A secret, illicit ordination of a priest by a high-ranking church prelate in a bid to preserve tradition and dispense the sacraments to the faithful, which is met with practically zero news coverage. Dom Alquin Reed announced in a May 13th communique that against the wishes of his bishop, Monsignor Dominic Ray, 
the erudite founder of the Benedictine community, Monastère Saint-Benoui, had been secretly ordained by a senior prelate. Of the serious need for the illicit holy orders, Dom Alcuin writes, quote, The blanket ban on ordinations has put us, our vocations, and our candidates in an impossible position. The integrity of our observance, liturgical and monastic, is gravely compromised. To be clear, the monastery isn't in communist China, where Cardinal Zen was recently arrested and released. Nor is it in Russian-occupied Ukraine, nor even in ISIS-controlled Iraq. The stunning Romanesque edifices of Saint-Benoît are snuggled between Marcel and Nice in the south of France. Yet his urgent tenor and reasonable plea for immediate ordination is clear in the Dom's own words. What if the Holy See removes the bishop? What if the Holy See suppresses us along with other traditional communities that are only associations of the faithful? Without a priest, we could not even hope to weather the storm while waiting for better days. What if the diocesan priests, due to supply Mass here, cannot come? We would be without Mass as we have been previously. Fear of suppression stirs the heart of many young habited men and women these days, as the henchmen of Francis the Merciful move seamlessly, if not systematically, between implementing core arans and traditionis custodes, e.g. deliberate attacks on traditional Catholicism, and the so-called synod on synodality, or what some are calling the backdoor Vatican III. To many, the preservation of the core tenets of the Catholic faith now not only require confronting the secular Soviets of our time, but also the ordained Soviets of all ranks and titles. This small community in France has attained the lowest level of ecclesiastical recognition, an association of the faithful. Yet even that milestone, in the mind of its founder, could soon be undone. Dom Alquin reads emergency ordination wasn't, in other words, in response to 1891 revolutionary France, but to 1967 revolutionary Rome. To those who would accuse Dom Alquin Reed of disobedience, given his local ordinary declined to ordain him, would the same be said of the scores of young men who sought holy orders from Cardinal Slippich, from Cardinal Waitola? And what of the obedience of these prelates themselves? or the unknown senior prelate whom many believe is Cardinal Mueller. The Twitter mobs and bumper sticker Catholics who are wont to condemn the likes of Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre, but would they have as easy a time castigating John Paul II or Cardinal Slippich, whose cause for canonization has been introduced for the same crime? Perhaps a studied view of history may even reveal that so-called illicit secret ordinations and consecrations may be far more common than some would care to admit. The Dom Alcuin Reed example may continue to be largely ignored. Catholics may prefer to remain in the nice, neat mental box of authority, obedience, and hierarchy. Nothing to see here, this too shall pass. Yet the two most obvious questions which arise from an honest examination are thus. Number one, if the neo-iron curtain casts its long shadow even to the south of France, is there anywhere on earth not similarly beleaguered 
by that same state of emergency. And number two, what if clandestine illicit holy orders become not just more regular but more necessary as a tool to survive this terrible new springtime in the church?